Welcome to Friday, friends. November 8th, of course, it's Friday. I'm with my buddy Ani Shree23 on Twitter and Instagram. I am at only Sandro. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you to everyone that's been listening. We are in 13 states plus DC and the UK. We need to get Canada on the listening of Friday Friends. Anchor.fm slash Friday Friends, where you can leave us a voicemail. Use the hashtag Friday Friends. You can write us an email, the most complicated email of all time. Friday friends, email at gmail.com. Ani, how are you doing in week 10? I am doing fantastic. We had a Thursday night game yesterday between the Chargers. My boy Phillip Rivers looked awful against the Oakland Raiders, but I have a decent amount of Josh Jacobs share, Sandro, and I'm glad he came through for me there at the end of the game. I'm glad you brought up Josh Jacobs. Uh, I want to admit, you know, people that have been following us since the beginning and when we did our previews, I was not on Josh Jacobs. I did not like a rookie in a complicated offense. Uh, Not saying that the actual offense is complicated for the Raiders, but the play calling, the 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 Gruden names that he gives his his uh, formations a little complicated. He's playing really well. Uh, I like playing him in DFS. I, I really don't have any shares of him in season long. So uh, like we state all the time, if you don't have someone in season long, don't worry. You can grab him in DFS. So I want to admit that I was wrong about that. That's the best part about being friends. We could admit when we were wrong. That's right. That's right. And Josh Jacobs, you know, I bought low on him very early in the season after he got off to a little, you know, rough start fantasy-wise, and now he's paying off and could legitimately be the piece I needed for a championship run in fantasy. I think that's the right way to look at things. If you can trade for him right now, do it. Uh, you're not, you're probably not going to get him for as low as you could have a couple of weeks ago. But if you are in a position where it's time to, you got to look ahead to the playoffs. Uh, as always, we are streaming live. We do uh, live stream, and if you're listening on delay, don't worry. The podcast is a great spot to listen to us as well. But we, uh, we're we giving you out DFS plays in a little bit. We're going to talk about some season-long strategy as we go and a couple of trending topics in the NFL. Uh, once again, let's talk about Thursday night. We have the Raiders. They won 26-24. to Hey, this is a division game. These, This is how it's going to be. How do you, um, were you betting on this game or did you have any props on this game, Ani? Yeah, so actually the over-under was 48 and a half there. I actually bought two points to get the under at 50 and a half. And thanks to the missed extra point by Daniel Carlson at the end of the game, the Raiders won 26-24, so the under 50 and a half hits at 50. I also bet on Mike Williams over 59 and a half receiving yards. He sadly had only two catches for 55 yards. One came on a 45-yard bomb down the middle of the field. He only needed, I guess, one more catch, and I would have hit. So that is slightly tilting. I think one of the worst beats of last night was Derek Carr's completions was set at 21 and a half, and he ended with 21. So if you took the over on that, that is an awful, awful gut-wrenching beat. Yeah, the only guy I like on the Raiders is Josh Jacobs because... I like Darren Waller. Well, my only issue with Waller is... And I I like Waller too, but for consistency, they're going to run the ball. Last night, we saw Derek Carr spread the ball around four different players with five targets. There was another player with four targets. So 
they're spreading the ball out. No one had more than, I believe, five targets. So this is an offense that is going to be running the ball. They're going to be handing it off to Jacobs. Jacobs can catch the ball. I mean, even... I think it was Jalen Rashard who had four targets. Oh, that, whenever I don't see Josh Jacobs on the field and I see Rashard and Washington out there, it might be one of the most tilting things ever. Yeah, Rashard is definitely a desperate play when you have, um, if you're in a full PPR league, because he could get five points alone just from catches. I mean, we have a huge bye week ahead of us. Not that we're going into week uh, 10 yet, but we have the Broncos off, we have the Eagles. Jaguars, Patriots, Redskins, Texans. A lot of buys. A lot, lot of, of buys. buys. Skipping ahead a little bit forward, Minshew Mania is dead. I'm not surprised. We have Nick Foles who will start in week 11. You don't pay Nick Foles that kind of money to sit on your bench. Hell no. I'm in a two-quarterback league where I'm struggling with my second quarterback due to injuries. I picked up Nick Foles two weeks ago. And my bench, it's a very shallow bench in this league, but I was like, I need to take the hit because I have a Matt Ryan who looks like he's trending in the right direction, but I had to burn a spot with Schaub and Matt Ryan for a couple weeks. I just I just really need some clarity in what's going on with that backfield. So if you're in two quarterback leagues, I mean, if he's out there, you have to pick up Nick Foles. If yep, you're in a super flex, that's, that's uh, debatable depending on your team. But I think in two and quarterbacks, Here's the you thing. He's to. the better quarterback. Yes. He is, the be- he is better than Gardner Minshew. It's an absolute fact. So Nick Foles coming back. Don't worry, DJ Chark owners. This is good for you. This is great for you. Nick Foles is going to be able to find DJ Chark way better than Gardner Minshew did. I'm not worried at all about the production coming from Fournette, DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook. Like, you're fine. Trust me. Have you seen that there's a potential Antonio Brown burner account? Yeah, I actually did see that yesterday night on Twitter. So, like, I, what in the hell? I um I didn't read it. I mean, I read some of them, but nothing, like, stood out. You know, some people did mention... I mean, he might have someone writing the tweets for him because there was a drastic change between uh, the first style of writing and then the second style. I made a joke to my one buddy, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's his dorm room, like, roommate since he's going back. Is he still going back to college? I actually don't know. I, I don't know about that, to be honest. I thought he was going back to college. I don't know. And apparently, he was going to visit every high school and practice with every in Florida, every high school team. One of his tweets, not his burner account tweets. So I don't know if it's really Antonio Brown's burner account, but that's something to look out for on Twitter. Um, dude, we are we just started the basketball season, right? Yes, yes we did. Did you see people are already talking about uh, Anthony Davis going to the Bills next year? Uh, the Bulls next year? Oh, I would love to see him on the Bills. Yeah, they too. need a big-time receiver they there. Do. Look at Anthony Davis, <laughs> tight end. There you go. Bye-bye Dawson Knox. AD's in town, but... Yeah, it's just it's because of what he said to, uh, you know, reporters. He was like, I think I would, I mean, I would love to play for Chicago. I think Chicago has the best ball players in the U.S. in the country. I, you can't look ahead. I mean, yeah, he only has one year left on his contract, so maybe the Lakers don't pick him up. AD goes there, frees up cap space for somebody like Giannis to come play for the Lakers. Lakers fans don't get out out there. Don't get excited. Giannis ain't coming to LA. <laughs> It's not happening. So I'm just speculating. I'm just throwing out names and figures out there. But 
it's it's the dumbest thing ever. Like, I, let, let AD dominate like he is right now this season. Let's all tilt the last-minute scratch we're going to get. Let's all sweat out every single moment he goes into the locker room this season. Like, we know it's going to happen, but it let's not talk about this. No, it's it's sad. Yeah, the, the media needs to calm down a little bit. I, I'm pretty sure he's from the Chicago area, so it's like a... Hey, I'd love. I think that his comment was, "I would love to play at home." And right. there's history with the Bulls. I mean, when you think of the Bulls, it's just M- Michael Jordan and and the championships, and you know Scottie Pippen, and you have Dennis Rodman. There's just iconic people that have come out of the Bulls organization. So, I, I if I was AD, I'd probably say at some point, "Yeah, I would love to go home." Doesn't mean tomorrow or. Next year, it just means, hey, you asked me a question about my future, and the season just started today, so I'm going to just throw out an idea that maybe I've thought of my whole— I mean, growing up, you were, you're a Redskins fan, you're a Nationals fan, you're a Wizards fan. At one point, did you ever think, like, hey, it'd be cool if I played for the city I grew up near? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, it— it's always like that, you know, like even if I went like out of state for like college, you can like put this like life perspective. I went to Maryland, so I stayed pretty in state here. But say I went to Penn State in my back of my head, I'm like, oh, it'd always be cool to go back and work in D.C. It's the same thing. It's the same concept that these players are like, hey, I grew up in Chicago. It'd be great to go play back in Chicago. I agree, man. I, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Uh, dude, Kawhi Leonard. People are going and they're outraged over load management. He's sitting already. I don't think this is a story. So so here, here's the thing. The, the Clippers are trying to win a championship here, and if that means watching Kawhi's minutes until the playoffs, I'm completely fine by it. That's how you win playoff games. That's how you win championships, but... That's how Toronto won. Yes, yes, but... If you're on the ESPN side, or if you're on like just the viewer side, someone who likes watching good basketball, I can understand your frustration when he sits out in games like we had on Tuesday night, where it was Bucks, Clippers, potential NBA Finals matchup, Giannis, Kawhi, and he sits out of that, and it makes it just like not a game worth watching because like now it's what Giannis versus the Cl- the. Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, yay, Landry Shamet. No, it obviously takes the, like the star power out of a marquee matchup. So I get it. I mean, I obviously get it. But at the end of the day, the Clippers are going to do what they think is best. That's going to lead them to a championship. And I can't, I can't clown that. I think it sucks more for the people paying for the tickets. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a Clippers fan, you were like, hey, I'm going to go watch Kawhi play Giannis. It sucks, but. It is what it is. Happened to me last year. I went to a Wizards-Bucks game. I went to go see Giannis. I didn't go to see the Wizards. The Wizards suck, but Giannis didn't play. They arrested Giannis because he was coming off an injury and didn't think they needed him in this game against the Wizards, which they didn't need, obviously. And I didn't get to see Giannis play, which sucks. But So as a ticket buyer, it obviously stings, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, and I, I think the one thing that we could take out of this, at least it was, it's not like a super last-second thing. You know, it's kind of known ahead of time. So for DFS purposes and for season long, you, you kind of knew that Kawhi was going to sit. It, yeah. it's not, it wasn't a last-second thing. It, it really does just suck for season ticket holders or people that are traveling. They, they specifically wanted to see this matchup. Yeah. So 
there, the thing is, this is what the NBA is. We know this already. We we know that the superstars are gonna sit. I, I get it. The timing. It's the beginning of the season. But guess what? If you're the Clippers and you're comfortable in the standings, uh, you want to keep people healthy as long as possible. They're the favored right now. I mean, they're if they don't make the playoffs, this is like the the most unexpected thing. So you you just gotta live with it in a way. It's, yeah. It sucks, but you know, for us who are on the East Coast, I mean, when was the last time you sat up and you were like, I'm definitely gonna watch a West Coast basketball game? I mean, I do it all the time, but it's just because I'm a night owl. So I love watching the tenth. I love when there's like. At, like on Saturday nights, if there's the the Pac-12 football game comes on at like 11, I'm up for it just because it's like ah, there's something to watch here late at night. But as a g- generic, general NBA right. fan, you know you're you're sticking to your team. I get it. You're probably hearing okay, Giannis and Kawhi. I want to see a little bit of that. Oh, Kawhi's not playing. You t- you, you don't watch it. You yeah, it you, you put on Netflix sucks, and you which watch. Sucks for ESPN. That's what I'm saying. Like at like a just a generic NBA fan would have turned that game on for Giannis versus Kawhi. If you're not an NBA fan, you're not turning that game on for Giannis versus bums. But we'll see it in the playoffs. I yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. All right. Thirty-three-year-old Dwight Howard. Is he good? Is he good again? What's going on? <laughs> I avoided him in our drafts. He's having some late career resurgence. I don't. I honestly don't even know how to explain. It. He was on the Wizards most recently before this and. I saw no life. I, I mean, yeah, he was still a double-double guy just because, like, he's a he's seven feet tall. He was grabbing boards and, you know, like, a couple of easy buckets. But he's kind of been dominant. So, I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. I have no explanation for this. It's just something we're going to have to, you know, put out to our boy, Fensty, at Fensty Sports on Twitter, Justin Fensterman. We'll hit him up. We'll get the intel for you guys. We'll come back next week and let you know what he thinks about Dwight Howard this season. We might even be able to sneak into his busy schedule and get him on next week. That's yeah, a absolutely. So let's let's recap last week. There's some facts that I saw that I want to throw out to my boy Ani and to everyone listening to Friday Friends right now. Remember, All you right. could write us emails, hit us up on on Twitter and Instagram. We uh, we love talking to you. Or, or in the live chat right now. I mean, we have some people watching right now. Love that to see that. You can write in your comments. We'll answer them as they come in. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a 100-yard rushing y- yard game. This is the first time since week 14, 2017. Is Kenyon Drake the answer for Cardinals? No, he's not. David Johnson's healthy again this week. David Johnson will get the bulk load of carries here. And I don't like the matchup, really. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they suck, but they're susceptible against the pass. Run, not so much. The Buccaneers sneakily have one of the best run defenses in the National Football League. So I'm not on the Kenyon Drake. The one thing I want to add about the Tampa Bay run defense being so good, I think it's also a product of teams are aware that they can throw on this team. Yeah. So they're limiting their running back touches on the ground, but they might be throwing to them. Uh, Cole Beasley, despite limited targets, this guy has... Three straight games with a touchdown. This is the longest streak for the Bills since Sammy Watkins in 2015. Listen, I was completely, I'll admit it, I was wrong about this Bills team. I was like, John Brown and Cole Beasley are your offseason acquisitions. Aren't they the same guy? You're going to get two short receivers. That's going to be a game changer. Hey, it's worked. 
John Brown's become a deep threat for Josh Allen. He's getting his, you know, his due. He's getting over 50 yards a game, three, four catches. Cole Beasley's become a slot machine where Josh Allen's able to dump it off, find him in the end zone. So completely wrong about this team. They have a winning record for a reason. Yes, their schedule was very easy. We'll see how they do at the end of the season here, the home stretch. But I was wrong about the offseason acquisitions. Cole Beasley looks like he could be a viable flex wide receiver three option in fantasy leagues if he continues his touchdown production. But, yeah, man, I like it. I'm liking what I see out of the Bills. They might have a bright future. They have a good young core they're building around. So despite having, like, basically one big play. Damian Williams was just the second running back with 80-plus rushing yards versus the Vikings defense. And that's pretty impressive. Are you are you buying into Damian Williams? I literally just picked up Damian Williams off waivers. I, I actually picked him up in a couple leagues, actually. I think Damian Williams will be the lead back end of the season here. I think McCoy's time in Kansas City has ended, per se. I think Damian Williams, he's going to do what he did last season and just come on strong here at the end of the year. I think it helps him that Patrick Mahomes is back. I think that will open up more running lanes, running holes for Damian Williams so teams can't really stack the box anymore against this Kansas City team. You obviously have to watch for Mahomes, him out of the pocket, QB spy, whatnot. That takes a linebacker out of the middle of the defense to spy on Mahomes, which opens up another lane for Damian Williams to run through. So I actually like Damian Williams at towards the end of the season. Would I say he's an RB1 or 2? Eh... Uh, Probably not, but wide receiver, I mean, running back three flex value, I think he's definitely got it. Patrick Mahomes coming back definitely helps him out. We have Zach Ertz, who had his first 100-plus yard receiving. It. The thing is, like, everyone's down on Ertz. I shouldn't say everyone because there, there's some people that are actually looking at the numbers. For tight end, he's he's still one of the more he's productive in the top five now after last week he but his targets are still there so i just think it's it's a product of so know. i'm one of those guys like you're saying i'm thinking he has a bad season whatever but it's more so that i drafted him early third round and he's not returning that i guess quote unquote early third round value for me whereas guys like darren waller who are very late in drafts austin hooper or like you could have gotten them in the 10th, 11th round, and they're returning, you know, tight end one value there. But So I'm kicking myself for like, damn, I could have used that third-round pick on a guy like Cooper Cup so, or Chris Godwin that are obviously putting up wide receiver one numbers. But I can't think about it like that. I got to think about it, and all Ertz owners out there have to think about it. Like, you invested in a tight end, so you don't have to stream every week. There are so many people in your leagues, especially now with playoff time coming around they're going to be streaming tight ends week to week whereas you have a tight end one on your team locked and loaded and you can pick up handcuffs for your running backs you can pick up backup quarterbacks you can pick up a defense two weeks in advance based on matchup because of the playoffs and most importantly if your you know opponent needs a tight end you can pick up the tight end that he's going to use and just stash him on your bench Having a tight end one gives a lot of benefits at this time of the year because it's a position you don't have to worry about. So we bring up this storyline every single week, or at least I do. Tyler Lockett scores a touchdown in every other week. Week one, three, five, seven. Did he score last week? 
Not once, but twice. Twice. Two times. So the question is, are we off Tyler Lockett this week? He's got two T's in his last name. That's why he scored he's two tutties. Just like uh, Jordan Matthews, who signed with the Eagles. Yeah, that's... He's back. So he gets two touchdowns this no, week. No, he doesn't. No, he, But it, that logic only works for Tyler Lockett. We love Tyler Lockett. Matchup's a little tough. It is a division game. I mean, as a Tyler Lockett owner in fantasy, I would love for him to break this streak and just go ahead and score against against the 49ers, but not on the main slate, so do we really care? Uh, I mean, for season long, I care, but DFS, I don't, obviously. Showdown, I'll probably play him. Are you sitting your studs versus the 49ers or the Seahawks? Like, are you going to sit Lockett knowing this? Are you going to sit Carson? I'm not like, sitting Lockett. I mean, Tevin Coleman, I know you have a little, you're a little upset with him. I, I, I actually am benching Tevin Coleman this week in my league that I can. But you have other options. I'm playing Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb. I'm not benching my first round pick in Nick Chubb. I'm not benching my, I'm not benching Derrick Henry. It was a great matchup against the Chiefs. And I'm not, I obviously couldn't, can't bench Josh Jacobs now. And it paid off for me starting Josh Jacobs against the Chargers. So, I'm benching Tevin Coleman in this league. We'll talk about Chubb in a moment when we get into Week 10. A couple yeah. more things I want to go over from Week 9. Brandon Allen's two touchdowns in the first half were more than Joe Flacco's touchdown total in the whole month of October. That's bad. Is this the end of Joe Flacco's career? It, Is this the last straw? Well... What does he become? You mean, does he become like a ma- starting starting QB? Yes, because yes. I was about to bring that up. He could be a match job journeyman, kind of like, hey, I I'm a good enough backup if you need me one two games to fill in, mentor a little bit. I get the feeling Joe Flacco doesn't want to be a mentor. He doesn't want to coach people. Um, I like a, a match job to me feels like that guy knows his career will probably lead to some sort of coaching gig. Yep. Whether it's a quarterback coach, I don't know how good he is offensive wise, but you know, maybe, maybe he looks at it past the field of actually on the field and off the field, there could be a career. So I don't know if Joe Flacco's that guy. So talking about journeyman backup quarterbacks, I got a question for you. Something we don't have in our week nine recap, but we can bring up here. How about the veteran backup QBs that have stepped up? Matt Moore taking over at the Kansas City job. Yeah, maybe this is just a system quarterback thing. That's why Mahomes is good. That's why Matt Moore is good. He comes in. He doesn't look like he skipped a beat. He produced for fantasy owners. And how about Brian Hoyer coming in for an injured Jacoby Brissett? The Colts win that game if Vinatieri makes his kicks. So in my eyes, Brian Hoyer led that team to a victory. It just sucks that Vinatieri, who's always been such a consistent leg for that team and for any team he's been on, is having one of these seasons where, like, if he just makes three more kicks, the Colts are probably 7-1, and 6-2 and two on the season. But... They're five and four, and they're you know they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. How impressive has Brian Hoyer been, and is that somebody that if Brissett's out that we can look to? Brian Hoyer. So I I think he played well. I don't want to crown him as like this good backup yet, because um, we're we're technically on the th- that's a third string guy, right? You know, Brissett is the backup to Andrew Luck, who retired. Um, I think the Colts' offense is good. I, Hoyer, I think it was more of, you know, the defense didn't scheme for a Hoyer, right? We've seen we've seen the best of Hoyer. He's been around. I, I do like the Matt Moore story more right. because he was actually not in the league. And yeah, I mean, he was ready he, to start coaching with the Miami Dolphins. And you have 
Andy Reid, who's been very good at finding these backup guys. And like you said, it could be the system. Smith, Castle, Matt Moore now. Yeah. Mahomes I, was a backup. Yeah, I think um, Reid is very good at finding quarterbacks. He did it very well in Philadelphia when he brought back Mike Vick. And he knows how to build offenses with the pieces that he has. So I like the Matt Moore story a little bit. Moore. I mean, we've seen flashes of Matt Moore being a good backup in the past. Correct. I I don't. I I think once you get film on a guy and you you see what they're running in the offense. Now look, it's Andy Reid. He could probably scheme up different looks all the time. I think he uh, Matt Moore understands defenses. I'm not ready to crown Hoyer as a guy. I think Brissett will play this week. Uh, I was contemplating picking up Hoyer, and then I literally was like, no, I'd rather not burn a, a spot on this, even if. Jacoby Brissett doesn't play. Yep. So I look. They they both played very well in Week Nine, or and um, you know, I th- or with their fill-in role, I think they both played very well. Matt Moore, I think, is better. Just just because of the coach and everything. Yeah, yeah. I I I can get behind that. Last, and, we'll, and we'll talk about Brian Horry later on when we go through DFS prices. Yep. He is priced pretty cheap. Has a nice matchup against the Dolphins. But I think Brissett's gonna play. I think it's the Marlon Mack kind of game. But I yes. agree. Agree. But, but that's somebody else we will mention later on. DFS Challenge. You're listening to the Friday Friends here on a beautiful Friday. The last week, I will be 23 years old. Next Friday will be Ani's birthday episode of the Friday Friends. You can catch him on Twitter, Instagram, at OnlySandro. You can catch me there at Ani323. Catch our podcast on Anchor. Spotify, wherever you listen to Speaker FM, anywhere you listen to your podcast, we are there. Friday, friends. You can catch our live stream right now on Twitter. What up? Send us a question. Live starts it. Movies, sports, TV, life. We got you. Whatever you need here. Sandro, shall we dive in to Week 10? Real quick, I have one last thing. All right, last one. This is the last thing of Week 10. What do we got? This is something for the future as well. Blake Jarwin. No. Not not to play him. Next. No, no. Blake Jarwin. Next. Has six career touchdowns. Five against the Giants. Yes. That's we- why I play him in DFS in <laughs> Monday night in my showdown lineup and won the big bucks, which is five bucks. But that's the big bucks here. It's it's better than not winning I at all. I can max out a 25-cent contest. That, that's one of those things that you kind of... You have to remember, and then you tuck it away for a later date, yeah. right? It's the same thing with the Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan. They don't win against the AFC. No. It's the weirdest thing. You put your money on... on um, and James Harden doesn't do well in games where there are the best strip clubs in the U.S. Yeah, I, that was that was the best tweet of the week. I think. Yes, I agree 100%. Right, let, let's get into week nine. There's some notable guys... Week that, 10. Uh, week 10, sorry. Uh, there are some notable injuries... The scariest one for me is George Kittle because that's a Monday night game and we don't know if he's going to play right now. Right. But yeah. here's the thing, though. A guy that's actually been, I guess you could stream him this week and pick up, no one's going to pick him up, is Jacob Hollister on the Seahawks, also in that Monday night game. So if you're a George Kittle owner, make sure you have a spot on your bench that's expendable or you know, that you can actually, like, drop somebody. If you have two defenses, get the defense out of there. If you're holding two kickers, get out. If you're holding two quarterbacks, get out. Unless it's, you know, Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz, you know, bi-week filler. Even Carson Wentz, I would probably drop for Jacob Hollister. 
if you're a George Kittle owner. That's great advice. Patrick Mahomes dealing with the kneecap, still technically questionable. Looks like he's going to play, though. Yes, he's trending in the right direction. Once again, you know, it's early Friday. Final reports for today aren't out, but we we have some clarity on some players. Like Chase Edmonds, he his hamstring, he looks doubtful to the point that, like, you, if you have Kenyon Drake, you might as well put him out there. David Johnson seems very confident saying that he's definitely going to play. I, I don't know what that means, right. but it, it doesn't look like it's going to be a trio. We're narrowing it down to two people. You're basically playing David Johnson if you have him, and you're playing Kenyon Drake if you have him. Is there a scenario where, Ani, you are playing both if you have both? Uh, no. I'm not. All no, right. There's Jay, my answer. No, I'm not. The Steelers have been very uh, nice to fantasy owners when they say someone is doubtful. That pretty much means they're not playing. They're not playing. So, James Conner. Well, he's been ruled out. Has, James been, ruled has out. been ruled out. So okay. we're good. We're good on there on that end, and that means another heavy dosage from Jalen Samuels. What about Edmonds? I mean, we saw Trey Edmonds get a lot of work last week, but I'm more of a Jalen Samuels guy. He's a pass catching back there, so you know he's gonna he's gonna have that PPR value. So in a standard league, who are you playing? I'd still play Jalen Samuels. I think he's going to be the guy that come down to the goal line. You know, they're going to give him the touches. Brandon Cook's out. Did you pick up Josh Reynolds anywhere? I did not because I don't need to play Josh Reynolds anywhere, and I have zero shares of Brandon Cooks. But he is, I think, somebody you can roll out this week as a flex option or if you start three wide receivers, four wide receivers. He's a deep sleeper in my eyes, yes. We have the Cowboys wide receivers are banged up, but they look like they're going to play. Is there? Are you hesitant to play a Gallup or Amari Cooper? No, I think Xavier Rhodes on the Minnesota Vikings is the most overrated cornerback in the NFL. I am not scared of that secondary whatsoever. Roll out Gallup, roll out Amari. Yeah, I'm not worried at all. Nope. Paris Campbell ruled out. Are you looking at Pascal? I actually am. I actually picked him up in... Our Friday Friends League, something I didn't run by, Sandra, before I did it, but I believe I picked up Zach Pascal here. I dropped Josh Gordon because that's a crowded wide receiver field there in Seattle. We don't really know what we're going to get there, but I picked up Zach Pascal because I think towards the end of the season, uh, he might have some value. Yeah, and, and Josh and Gordon he's is... He's got a nice matchup this week against the Dolphins. That's, that's beautiful in my eyes. Josh Gordon limited in practice. I don't even know if he's I don't even know if he's part of the game plan yet. He's not the Josh Gordon of 2013. Let's put it no, that way. No, he's not. And one last thing with the injury report that kind of well, two things, I guess. Evan Ingram ruled out. Uh same game though. Chris Herndon, I really feel like we need to stop giving him the Gronk treatment. People have been hanging on to him for 10 weeks. I like, have. I have been hanging on to like, him. I'm starting him this week if he goes. Have you? But you haven't ha- You haven't found a replacement tight end yet in that league? That's my only my only gripe. Like, Chris Herndon could be great. We've seen flashes from Ryan Griffin, which I think people need to stop sleeping on him. So if- I really like the matchup this week against the Giants for a tight end. We saw Jason Witten just eat, all, like, eat up this team. And... The Jets obviously need a spark on offense. So I think Chris Herndon could provide that. If he's 100% healthy, he will play a majority of the snaps this week. And I I still believe in Chris Herndon. 
I believe in him too, but I I feel like it's been it's a little much, right? Like you're this is a tight end we're talking about now. If we're gonna be talking about AJ Green, who uh, totally broke my heart this week, and and I think he I think we were duped in a way, right? And I wasn't. I'll tell you that much. Didn't draft him anywhere. Didn't have him anywhere. I was like, I'm off the end. Uh, AJ Green train. So off. for me, I was off of Antonio Brown. And I looked at it as I'd rather take AJ Green and have him be my stash Antonio Brown. Because I looked at it as AJ Green always misses time. So if he just misses the first five weeks of the season, six weeks, I'm okay with that. In the beginning, because he'll probably it will even out, and he'll AJ Green at the end, which right. he normally get he gets close to a thousand yards, no matter how many games he plays. It's ridiculous. I think what happened is he went out there just to show a good effort, and I don't fault him for this. I don't want anyone to think that I I'm faulting him, but it was definitely a business decision. That well, Andy Dalton's not out here. That's my boy. He knows to get me the ball. My contract is up. I. Whether I stay with the Bengals or not, I'm not I'm not risking my I'm not future. risking a re-injury getting balls thrown to me from Ryan Finley. Yeah. So exactly. I I still have him. Uh my advice is maybe hold on to AJ Green for a week or two. That's at least what I'm doing. You know, the advice I'm giving you is what I've talked myself into. Right. But we might have to come to terms here and say we need to get rid of him. I mean, if you survive this week, we have a huge bye week. If you're able to get through with sitting, you not being able to play your Broncos, your Eagles, your Jaguars, your Patriots, your Redskins, your Texans, all have fantasy options, huge fantasy options. If you're able to get through this week and still hold on to A.J. Green, maybe. Yeah. But I, I don't fault anyone that looks at that news and says, all right, I, I finally have to give up on him because I literally have nothing left. Yeah, this is a big bye week here, and obviously we have to start thinking about the fantasy playoffs. They're coming in three, four weeks for a lot of people. A lot of people, it's in two weeks if you're in a deeper league. You know, you got eight teams making the playoffs. You got to start thinking about that, but if you're on the cusp, you can't give up. If you're two games out, you can't give up. Crazier things have happened in fantasy football. You got to keep grinding. You got to take it one matchup at a time, and hey, if you don't make the playoffs, guess what? Put your best foot forward and eliminate somebody from the playoffs. Be Play the spoiler role. There is nothing better in life than spoiling somebody else's joy, even if you're not there to get there. Misery loves company. So if you're not making the playoffs, drag everybody else down there with you. That's winning advice from Ani. Let's move on to week 10 DFS. Let's do it, baby. Start with quarterback position. Highest price guy. Not surprised. It's Lamar Jackson, 7,300 on the main slate. Going against Cincinnati. This is a good matchup. That's a delicious matchup. Remember last, you remember last time Lamar Jackson played the Bengals? Very early in the season at 33.6 fantasy points. One of the top QBs this season come fantasy. Not doing it, though. Are you... You're not playing him. No. Patrick Mahomes coming back, 7,000. What What are your thoughts on this? Are you paying Like, are you paying up this week at quarterback, Ani? If I pay up, it'll be for Drew Brees, who's 6,700. I actually really like that price. And I, if Jacoby Brissett goes, I will pay up for Jacoby Brissett at 6K. If 6K is considered paying up. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. It, maybe. Uh, it also depends on the rest of your roster build because... Um, are you going to Mitch Trubisky? I'm not. No? 
I can't, I do like the bounce back spot against the Lions. I like it. I like it. Are you going Baker Mayfield, Mister Progressive himself? Uh, no, we were. I wanted to talk about this a little bit because I saw your tweet. Then talk about it. Let me tell you how awful those commercials are. They are the worst commercials on TV. I don't They're agree. not funny. No, they, They're no. awful. Baker Mayfield Wrong. sucks. Doesn't matter. Are you, he sucks. The commercial sucks. Progressive, you're probably never going to sponsor up. You suck. No, I love it. For having Baker Mayfield no. in, oh my God. Are you serious? The, the dad shoes, the, the best one, the, they're not all great, but the best one. Which one? Is the, the mowing the lawn one. No, it's yeah. bad. No, that's good. It's bad. Oh my God. But hey, you know what? If guys like you like it, they're doing their job well. Progressive. We have Lisa Ann checking in. She is yeah. setting her lineups based on your advice, Ani. So she... As long as she's She not, says she's going to crush it, but I don't know as what the advice you're giving right now. As long as we both crush it and our good friend Adam Ronis doesn't, we're good to go. Adam Ronis, of course, using our optimizer every week. All Thank the you, time. Adam. Uh, thank you, Adam. <laughs> uh, Jameis Winston, I, I'm going there this week. I, I can get behind it. I remember last week we got a question, a caller, uh, a listener, sorry, not a caller, asked us Josh Allen or Winston. I was on the Allen train. Had a decent game, but you liked Winston. He paid off. Winston had a very good game despite the interceptions. You know, you, we knew what we were going to get. Over 250 yards. Three touchdowns. I don't think he threw an interception. Yeah, had two. I, did he? I'm pretty sure he had two against the Seahawks last week. Uh, I mean, we knew what we were going to get. What about Josh Allen? Last quarterback I'll bring up. Uh, well, a guy like that's cheap, 5,100, Ryan Tannehill. I don't hate the play. I think the Chiefs' defense isn't that great as long as that offensive line can keep Chris Jones out of the backfield and give Ryan Tannehill some protection I don't hate the Ryan Tannehill play this week at 5,100. Am I going there? Most likely not. I like better options because I play in cash games, not GPPs. But in a GPP, I think Ryan Tannehill is viable. We base everything off of DraftKings prices. Yes. We have a Friday Friends Challenge every week. The link will go out later today. You can sign up and take our money. It's only a dollar. I think this week's challenge is 12 to 15 people. Top two people get paid. Let's move on to the running back position. Top guy, as always, Christian McCaffrey. Doing it. Way, uh, I have him in my lineup too, but he's over 10K. Last week he I was 10K. Don't care. I, I don't care. I'm going there. I like it a lot. I mean, yes, Saquon is way cheaper, 8,300. But I'm 8,800. 8,800. I think 83 on FanDuel. I think the prices are a little bit different. Let me check for that real quick. So, well, while you check that, look. 86 on FanDuel, 88 on DraftKings. But so, I like he's and Christian McCaffrey's 10 5 on both both sites. I like I'm, I'm I'm locking in McCaffrey. So if you're locking in McCaffrey, that means we have to pay down. Are you, are you paying down at your second running back? I mean, I uh, am. Are I you am. looking at Kalen Balaj? Maybe. Uh, I'm not going Balaj, but there are some cheap guys I like. Ronald Jones. Yes. Forty three hundred against Arizona Cardinals. A thing I love looking at is, you know, Fanduel prices and DraftKings prices, and see where there's a huge salary discrepancy. Ronald Jones is 6,300 on FanDuel, at 43 on DK. I like that. That means value on DraftKings. David Montgomery is 5,300 on DraftKings. If Matt Nagy can actually start calling plays well, I love David Montgomery in this spot against the Lions. I think they're very susceptible against the run here. Devin Singletary against the Browns, he's 5K, 67 on FanDuel, 5K on DraftKings. Again, 
discrepancy. Those are the three guys I'm looking at value-wise. And uh, I haven't, I don't have it right in front of me, even though I should. But obviously, Jalen Samuels, once again, there is no James 6,300. It's a little bit of payoff from last week. Last week was, I think, 4,800. So he was an easy lock button for me. But I think Ronald Jones, Montgomery, will, and Singletary are guys I will be rotating in my lineup. So we got news today, or earlier this week, Kareem Hunt. He's going to be used in this offense. I'm not shying away from Nick Chubb. I am. I'm only playing Chubb in GPPs. Just Freddie Kitchens is a moron. I'm sorry. He doesn't know what he's doing. He he throws when he's not supposed to throw. He runs when he's not supposed to run. When you're inside the five on first down, he threw it three straight times. When he had a fourth and nine, he ran a draw play. What are you doing? Oh, Freddie Kitchens is honestly going to be the reason why I have no hair at the end of football season, Sandro. I'm going to be like you. I'm going to shave it all off. Look at this. That's because of Freddie Kitchens. What have you done? What have you done to Sandro? I, I, I have agree. so much Nick Chubb. I drafted him in so many season-long leagues. He was a top-five running back for me. And if Kareem Hunt ruins it, huh, I am going to cry. I agree with the Freddie Kitchens. Like, I, I, he doesn't know what he's doing as a head coach. You know, I, I don't know if he, he... I think he has the plays all written down in order, and it doesn't matter what the situation is. He's like, oh, well, you know, we're at the 15th play, so we're going to do this. I, I just don't see Kareem Hunt eating into all of Nick Chubb's work. I, I think Nick Chubb for... But eating into any kind of work is bad. It's detrimental for fantasy because, like we said, fantasy is opportunity. It'll just take one 40-yard run from Kareem Hunt to get Freddie Kitchens to give him the ball more. And that's something, as Nick Chubb owners, we can't afford, especially in this beautiful matchup. He gets the Bills, bottom five against the run. They just let Adrian Peterson, old man, run all over him. The Browns are second in the NFL in yards per carry. Who's been doing it? Nick Chubb. Oh, I. we might have to change the subject sooner or else. I'm going to lose it. So one last thing on Nick Chubb. Oh. Yes. Everything you just heard Ani say is right. Everything that you just heard Ani say about the Browns is what the masses are thinking. Right, so that's why I'm going with Nick Chubb because the whole entire world is against this play. Well, that's what I'm saying. In GPPs, I think he's a great play. Ownership percentage will be down. He has a great matchup. He could easily get in the end zone twice. Cash game, I like a safe floor. I just don't know what I'm going to get. You know, like when I'm playing McCaffrey, I know what I'm going to get. 100% of the snaps played. One last running back on this slate. Yep. Alvin Kamara coming off the bye. 8,200. Like it. Going we, against Atlanta. I, loved, I love it. Love, I love the play. But if I'm paying up for McCaffrey, I don't know if I can also fit Kamara in. For that, we're going to have to get cheaper at either I'm going to have to play a Tannehill or a Jacoby Brissett. And I'm going to have to get cheap at the wide receiver position. So let's dive right in there. Yeah, let's start with the values. Cause yep, let's start low and let's go high. We're, we're looking at lineup like... My Friday friends lineup. And we've already I, both talked about locking in McCaffrey, which means now we got to find value at other positions. Yeah. I, as always, I give out most of my Friday friends lineup, so you can definitely beat me. I brought up Jameis Winston. He's Same. in my lineup. 
I have Christian McCaffrey in my lineup. These could change a little bit, but for the most part right now, this is what I'm looking at. So, what what do we see at value? All right, let I'll, so do we want to go below 5k or like should we start at the 5k threshold here? We'll start. Oh, well, I, so there's one guy 3800 I kind of like. We okay. talked about him earlier, Josh Reynolds. Yeah, he's he's will get some targets here. The they're going to have to pass the ball against Pittsburgh. I don't think Gurley's going to have a great game on the ground, so this might have to be a golf game. This Pittsburgh defense is good though, so they're going to have to protect him, but 3,800, if you need to go that cheap, go for it. 4,100, you mentioned it, Cole Beasley. He's gotten in the end zone three straight weeks. If he gets in the end zone once here against the Browns, then you're you're golden. You know, you're going to hit that 40. You're going to hit that 2K, 3K value. You get a 4,100. Moving up the price here, 4,800, your boy Devontae Parker against the Colts. <laughs> Colts secondary, not somebody I'm afraid of. Pierre Desir, Rocky Asin. Not scared at all. These guys suck. So I don't hate going Devontae Parker. He's too mainstream now. That's the prop. People like him again. Yeah, I mean, 4,800, though, still cheap. He's underpriced here. We keep moving up. 5K, Jamison Crowder. Donald loves him, man. And this is a great matchup against the Giants. So we saw Randall Cobb have success. We saw Michael Gallup have success against this team last week in the secondary. Yeah, these aren't. this isn't Dak Prescott throwing them the football, but... I think Jamison Crowder could be due for a big game here. He caught eight passes last week. He Okay, so he's getting a lot of targets. He's getting a lot of receptions. I, the yards, you know, hit or miss. I mean, he, he's good for fantasy. Yeah. I don't know what this... I, dude, I don't even want to touch this Jets-Giants game uh, at all. What, real quick, someone at 4K that I'm kind of interested in, but he's, he's going to be the first person I swap out of lineups probably. Auden Tate, with the news of uh, the the reason why is A.J. Green not playing. We have a backup quarterback who probably has been working, who worked a lot with Auden Tate in the offseason and leading up to the season before Auden Tate became a starter. Okay. I, I just think I, that there, I see your there might be a connection there. there. I'm not, like I said, this isn't the guy I'm locking in. He's a guy that I'm getting in there at 4K, looking for upside. I mean, you you need a touchdown and like two receptions to get your value back, you know, to to go 2x in, in a game where Cincinnati's probably gonna be passing a decent amount, and we're talking about a lineup where we're cramming in and locking in a Christian McCaffrey who's above 10K. So. Well, I have I have a lot of I I haven't even gotten to my favorite value plays. Yet. Okay, here we go. Well. One I miss in the 4K range, Jarvis Landry, 4,900. Love it. Love the price. Love to play against the Bills. And I'm not surprised no. that Jarvis Landry has been doing better than Odell Beckham. Look, no. I don't really like Odell. I think there's going to be some shadow coverage on him. Tredavious White. Yeah, and and last week, White was really good against uh, whoever he was shadowing. It was the, pretty much the first time he's ever shadowed, but he did a good enough job that now I think the Bills are going to be sticking to that kind of scheme especially if you have an Odell Beckham on the other side Odell Beckham always has the potential to break off a play and score but we talked about this in the offseason what you know it's really pointless to go back and listen to yep. some of our podcasts but it's on tape that you and I both like Jarvis Landry just because the chemistry has already been built correct they so I like Jarvis Landry I have him in season long yep. everywhere uh, and 
I don't have a problem with uh, playing him in DFS this week. So a couple guys that are actually in the mid-range. I mean, Golden Tate's 5,900. I don't consider him value, so... But I do no. like him, but I don't consider him value. But at 5,300, I brought this name up earlier in the show. Zach Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. Love the matchup against the Dolphins. Especially if Brissett plays. I think this is a great spot for him. No T.Y., no Paris Campbell. No one really to threaten for catches here. And Christian Kirk at 5,200. Cardinals have a juicy matchup against the Bucs. Talked about it earlier. They're going to have to beat them in throwing the football. I am very comfortable rolling Christian Kirk out this week. He's in my Friday Friends lineup. There you go. He, I, I have him in. He, we're on the same page. I have That's him why in we're my Friday flex. Friends. Yeah, I have him in my flex right now. I might pop him into the wide receiver spot, knock out on a Tate, and try to reevaluate from there. But for right now, um, Christian Kirk is also on my my lineup uh let's just go to the top real quick yep michael thomas 8300 i don't have a problem with putting him in i mean he, he brings back value if you play he, mccaffrey and thomas though you're really gonna you have, have to nothing. play value everywhere else yeah which is it's a way to build though that's definitely a way to there is like we mentioned value on the slate at running like you're probably gonna have to play a ronald jones and kalen balaj and you're running back in flex a guy I like, though, in the top, upper echelon, it's not Thomas, it's not Hill, it's not Evans, it's not Jones, it's not Godwin, it's not Cup. Not Julio. Nope. Who, who do you got? Devontae Adams. Okay. I, I like love this. the price, 6900 It's nice. It's sneaky. People are going to be off him because he only had seven catches for 41 yards last week. The guy got 11 targets, man. He, the Packers got embarrassed against the Chargers last week. They're at home. They're at Lambeau. They get the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers have been better defensively of recent, but this is an angry Aaron Rodgers now. He just got embarrassed on national television last week against the Chargers. I could see Devontae Adams getting a minimum 10 targets, maximum 18 targets in this game. Two red zone looks. Uh, my projection for Devontae Adams this week, nine catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. Okay. I love it. It's I, on I, tape. I, I get it. It's it's not like it's not really that outrageous when you think of the personalities on this team, right? You have a, a They're hurt yes. everywhere at wide receiver. Yeah, Devontae Adams coming off an injury, but he's going to pop off. This is the week he's going to Pop off if you're in a season-long league and can buy low on Devontae Adams. Do it now. Aaron Rodgers is a very emotional person, and, and I don't see him taking this week lightly. I'm just going to bring up some guys that I'm I'm not targeting, kind of fading, and they're in like the 6K to, to top or okay. top 5K range. I'm not looking at Allen Robinson, not no Marvin Jones, Odell Beckham, no. John Brown, no. You brought up Golden Tate. I don't, like I said, I don't really want to touch that game. The Battle of New York, it's such a trash game. And Juju Smith-Schuster, not really looking at. And then Robert Woods at 5,600, that's kind of where I'm looking and saying, hey, I like this guy as a player. I This team needs a win. They want to win. They lost Brandon Cooks. Woods might be... Uh, afterthought for most people because he hasn't been the Robert Woods that everyone wants him to be. A lot of people are going to be on cup. So for 5,600, 
I'm looking at him and, and kind of going down yep. from there since I'm paying up at Christian McCaffrey. Tight end position. We, Ani and I have switched from two years ago of pay down at tight end to pay up. We have, I do like some value on this slate, though. Let's, Sadly, I do. But let's start at the top real quick. Okay. Kelsey, 6,400. He gets a Mahomes back, or at least that's what's trending right now. I'll be locking in Austin Hooper in most of my lineups. 5,500 okay. against the Saints. I really like that play. I so no Kelsey. I mean, Tennessee is that defense that we've been that we like to target, target against, against the tight end. Yeah, but if I'm paying up for guys like McCaffrey and Devontae Adams, I am going Austin Hooper at 55. Guys I like kind of cheap. I mean, Mark Andrews, 5,200. He's the second most expensive guy in the main slate on uh, Only DK. problem I don't I have with Mark Andrews is the game gets out of hand quick and early, and the uh, Ravens just pound the ball running. Okay. A lot of Gus the Bus, a lot of Mark Ingram, Lamar running the football. I, so you just said a lot of Mark Ingram. My only problem is, and we already talked running backs, they're, the Ravens are only giving Ingram like 15 touches a game, which is a little infuriating for us fantasy owners because I, I feel like he should be getting targeted, uh, used more, even in games where they're up. Like, Teams just don't like giving Mark Ingram a full workload, which I think is a little... It's, 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 it's not great, but I think the same thing with Mark Ingram goes for Mark Andrews. Mark Ingram has fumbled in the past couple weeks. Mark Andrews has dropped a lot of big passes. Once you're in the Harbaugh doghouse, it's an uphill battle to crawl out of it. He does not like mistakes at all, so... That's, I think, a reason also why I'm kind of off Mark Andrews. He's in that doghouse, the Harbaugh doghouse. Uh, cheap guys I do do like, though. O.J. Howard gets a beautiful matchup against the Cardinals. In the Friday Friends lineup. He's in there right now. Greg Olson is only 3,600 against the Packers. And looks like Delaney Walker won't be going again. 3,500. I like Jonu Smith against the Chiefs. And last guy, lowest I'll go, 3,100, Mike Gusecki. Yeah. Uh, I, I love will, the matchup, and I love the targets he's been getting. I will go lower. And this is this is a Demetrius GP- Harris? No, no. This, right. this uh, is a GPP play. Our boy Dawson? No. Ricky I, I, Seals. I'm kind of off those two guys. Higby. No. Lower. It's probably the lowest priced guy. Oh, my God. Hurst? No. Boyle? No. All right. I'm going to keep going. Arnold? No. No. Hey, Arnold. Ferkster? No. How much is Ferkster? 2500 No, it's the same price, but not, not that guy. Well, there's so many people that are 2500 Hold on. I'm going to get this guy right here. This is great. I'll give you two this more is... guesses because this is... Rhett Ellison! Yeah, The Rhett. The Rhett. Evan Ingram's out, and we've seen Rhett. Rhett! Uh, we've seen him get in the end zone. <laughs> so, uh, this strictly GPP play... Not in the Friday Friends lineup. We love Red. We Red. love Red Ellison. Uh, what about Jack Doyle? Thirty six hundred. Don't hate it. Obviously, there's going to be more targets there now that the Colts are without their number one receiver Ty and their number two receiver in Paris Campbell. So I, I don't hate it. Last tight end I'm going to bring up Greg Olson. I, yeah, thirty six. Same price as Jack. Like it. I like it. Who do you like more, Jack Doyle or, or Greg? Greg Olson. Olson. Okay. I think he has a more consistent role in that offense. Can't argue with that. Let's go to defense. Uh, Ravens, most expensive one, 4K. I don't, I'm not touching it. I don't care if yeah, it's I'm the off. Bengals. Yeah, I don't I'm care off. if it's rookie quarterback. He's had two weeks to 
kind of figure things out. This is the division game, so the coaches are way overprepared. Uh, I I don't care if it's I don't I really don't care. I I'm not I'm not paying all the way up at defense. I can't pay up at defense because I have Christian McCaffrey locked into all my lineups. My defense this week is going to be either the 3500 Indianapolis Colts against the Dolphins or the 2600 Pittsburgh Steelers against the Rams. Okay. Wow. Explain that one. I think the Steelers have a a huge defensive touchdown upside. I think that pass rush is really good. We'll see how the Rams' offensive line holds up. We saw the 49ers completely dominate this Rams team at the line of scrimmage. I think the Steelers could very easily do that. I think Jared Goff is susceptible to some bad throws. I could see a minimum of three, four sacks here against the Rams. And I think he could fumble one or two times of those. And at 2,600, if I'm getting at least, you know, eight points out of this defense, I'm golden. I have the Bills in some lineups right now. Okay. Uh, going up against My the Browns. My only fear is this could be one of those Browns get right spots. You know, they and had a couple earlier in the year. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I am. No, I can't. I think it's the Bills. I, I The last time I gave any faith, in, I mean, I think I played the Browns defense last week because I thought it was the get-right week. Right, against the yeah. against a first-time starter in Brent yeah, Allen. Yeah, no, I, I am going Bills um, in, in some instances. I am fading the Cardinals. I don't, like, people are saying, oh, it's Jameis Winston. He's going to. No, don't do that. Don't play the Cardinals defense. That's what I'm fading. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying to people that are like, it's Jameis Winston. So. No. He put up 30 plus against the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm not. In Seattle. The the Cardinals have two interceptions the whole entire year. I mean, it's Jameis Winston. They They can end this game having eight interceptions on the season, even though they only have two right now. But I. I'm not putting the Cardinals in at 2,200. I think you're outthinking yourself. Uh, I've I've seen some people say, "Hey, I'm going to put in the Falcons, hoping that it's a." a I mean, they're basically free at 1,500. Yeah. It, nah. You're looking. You're basically you're basing nah, nah, nah. that on like what an interception. Pay up or a 1,100 and put the Steelers in and said, "Trust me, you won't regret it." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting in the Titans now that uh, we have Mahomes back. Uh, some people are looking at the Chiefs, which they don't have a strong defense, but Tennessee has kind of. Figured things out maybe a little bit. I don't know, 2,700. Nah, I'm off it. I'm off that. I, I do like Green Bay, actually, at 32 against the Panthers. Yeah, Cam Newton is on the IR. Kyle Allen, they trust him. But how much do they really? That guy turns the ball over at least once a game. We've seen it. He turns the ball over at least once a game. If the Packers take that one turnover to the house, which they've done multiple times this season, you just hit value. Bears defense going into the season looked at as Maybe one of the unstoppable forces. Um, this is a division game. Detroit, who's actually been playing well yep. with Stafford, who I'm still upset with the NFL that they haven't come down on the Lions. Like, if you have a, a quarterback with a back injury and it's not talked about until the, the offseason, like, to me, there's... There's you, a lot of shady stuff the yeah. NFL needs to get. But are you looking at the, the Bears? It's a get-right game, maybe, the Bears' defense at I, I 3,100? I think this is a get-right game. I don't know if it's a get-right game for the defense, per se. I think this could be a get-right game for Trubisky and his offense. Like, Allen Robinson could have an actually solid game instead of his one-catch-for-six-yard performance last week against the Eagles. I'm not touching it. I'm not really going anywhere near this game unless it's David Montgomery. 
I'm not playing any of the offensive pieces for the Lions. I'm not paying any of the guys on the Bears except for Montgomery, like I said, as a value. But that's about it. We're, we're wrapping it up here of our Week 10 DFS preview. Matthew Judon on Sunday Night Football said it best. My body is also built by Taco Bell. Yes. That's it's, where it's, it's about that time. It's about that time where Sandro and I put this into our bodies. It is that lunchtime fit. Anything else you want to let the people know, Sandro? No, just remember, it's a heavy bye week. If you did not plan ahead, you might be behind, but so is everyone else that's playing uh, fantasy. So the Broncos, Eagles, Jaguars, Patriots, Redskins, Texans are on bye. Real quick, we have a Friday friend checking in right at the deadline, right before we end this. Daniel Jones or Matt Ryan this week? Matt Ryan, Ooh. questionable. Daniel Jones... <laughs> is questionable just by play. Uh, so, Ani, I'm going to throw that one at you. Oh, God. Throw this one at me. I Obviously, Matt Ryan, the Saints secondary is not something I think is good. I don't think Marshawn Lattimore is good or anybody on the other side of him. Eli Apple is trash. I'm, hmm, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I lean Daniel Jones in this matchup. Matt Ryan coming off an injury. Don't know what we're going to get. Could get sacked 10,000 times. I wouldn't be surprised if they both ended up with the exact same amount of points. Wow. I'm not confident playing either one. Either one I'm not confident about playing. The only thing I have going is that Ryan's on the road in New Orleans. The Saints are rocking. They want to beat up on their division opponents. Even though this game is, I think, at the Jets. Guess what? The Jets and the Giants play in the same stadium. This is going to be a home game, I think, for the Giants. There's going to be more Giants fans there than, I think, Jets fans anyways. So, I, it's a toss-up, coin flip, but I'd lean, I'd lean Jones. This is, this I'd is, lean Jones. This is the moment at the end of the night when you see your one really drunk friend putting in a lot of work on a girl, and you're just like, hey, man, we have pizza rolls at home. Yeah. Let, let's just let's think just about go, it like, really yeah. hard. Let's just go Is home. this really worth all your work or pizza rolls? Let's go. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Friday Friends. Once again, you can reach Ani on Twitter and Instagram, AniShree23. I am at OnlySandro. Use the hashtag Friday Friends. You can write us an email, FridayFriendsEmail at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, anchor.fm slash FridayFriends. Cash in week 10. Can't wait to talk to you again next week, week 11. Ani's birthday week, everyone. Send us some love. Send Ani some love. Tell him things that he should be getting ready for for his birthday. We will talk to you next week on Friday, friends.